Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Reddick with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. Today is the last message Prophetess King will be bringing on the prophets. Today is the last message. So I want you to continue to enjoy the session for it is the final one on the prophets. On the series that she's been coming from. So without further ado, I'm introducing to you Prophetess King, the teacher of the hour. Good morning. How is everyone this morning? This beautiful, glorious day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in this day. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to come before your people once again to speak a message unto them. I pray that you will break up the fallow ground of their hearts and of the heart of their mind. That they may comprehend and understand that you will anoint their ears to hear what thus saith the Spirit of the Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in me to bring forth what it is that you will want God people to know. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. If you return with me to Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Arise, go to Nivea, that great city, and preach to it the preaching that I bid you. So Jonah arose and went to Nivea, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nivea was an exceeding great city of three days journey and Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey and he cried and said yet forty days and Nivea shall be overthrown now in verses in chapter 1 and 2 God gave Jonah in chapter 1. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the son of Amittai saying Arise go to Nivea that great city cry against it for their wickedness is come up before me. Let's go to um, verse 3 and 4. But Jonah rose up to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, or Joppa and he found a fair thereof and went down into it to go forth with them to Tarshish 
from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so that the ship was like to be broken. Jonah was disobedient to God. He was running from from God because God wanted him to go to Nivea. But Jonah remembered how the Assyrians and the Babylonians came and how they destroyed people. They killed people. They destroyed the cities. They burned down the towns. Jonah was afraid actually to go to Nivea because of, of their wickedness. Them kings was brutal. And you go back and read in, um, I say, read Jeremiah and Ezekiel, and you will see how the kings were so bad. Um, also, when the tempest, when the water, when the storm came, God caused the winds to blow and be a bad storm. The men on board the ship, they were heathen. But by the time Jonah was off the ship, them heathen was praying to God. Because they knew somebody in that ship wasn't right with their God. And they happened to be Jonah. Jonah was running away from God. I'm going to tell you something, people. You can't outrun God. There's nowhere you can hide from God. God going to find you. He knows where you're going before you get there. Because he's already in your tomorrow, your today. He's already there. Been there and left. You know what you're going to do before you do it. But Jonah didn't recognize that until he was. They drew lots. The heathen drew lots and cast Jonah into the sea. And God allowed a big fish to eat him, to swallow him. He didn't eat him, he just swallowed him whole. And Jonah was in the belly of that great fish for three days and three nights um, there's a footnote saying that's like Jesus being in the tomb for three days and three nights they connect Jonah's test, uh, what he went through for three days and three nights with what Jesus went through for three days and three nights Jesus in the tomb for three days Three nights. Jonah in the belly of the, the big fish for three days, three nights. And that's how, where the people get that phrase from. Okay. But Jonah, he knew he was in trouble when that big fish swallowed him whole. And he went down into the belly of the big fish. 
But then Jonah, he came to himself. In, in chapter 4, let me read some of this prayer Jonah prayed. But it did please Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. And he prayed to the Lord and said, I pray you, O Lord, was not this my saying when I was yet in my country? Therefore I fled before to Tarshish. For I knew that you are a gracious God, a merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repent you of the evil. Therefore now, O Lord, take, I, be I beseech you, my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Then said the Lord, Do you well to be angry? It wasn't well for him to be angry. But the, let's go to chapter 2. <clears throat> then Jonah prayed to the Lord, This, his God, out of the fish belly, and said, I cried, by reason of my affliction to the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell. Cried I, and you heard my voice. For you have cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas and the floods. Come past me about all your billows. And your ways passed over me. Then said I, Cast out of your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters compass me about, even to the soul. The death of the death closed me round about. The weeds, the weeds are wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottom of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet have you brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer came in to you, into your holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will Pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. What, what, what chapter and verse is that? Chapter 2, verse, or verses um, 1, I will say, from 1 to 10. 
Um, say, I, I, I was thanksgiving, I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. God heard Jonah's prayer. Jonah was, he recognized he was wrong to try to run from God. Because God caught up with him. Well, God was there with him all the time. But Jonah thought he was outrunning God, but he, you can't outrun God. No one can outrun God. No one or no thing. Okay. Chapter um, 3. I ran ahead of myself and read chapter 3. Where the Nevites, the Nivea, the king, the word of the Lord came to the king. To, um, the word of Jonah reached the king's ears. So the king had everybody and every animal to repent. They had, they had, they repented. But Jonah, when Jonah got the word from the Lord, he ran away. So the king of Nivea, he acted the way Jonah should have acted. But instead, he let fear chase him away from doing what God had commanded him to do. So the king proclaimed a fast. Everybody in his kingdom were to fast, put on sight cloth. The people were to fast and the animals, the king put the animals on a fast. They put on sight cloth and fast. And, and by the king humbling himself and doing that, God relented. In other words, God changed his mind from he was going to destroy Nivea. Because of all of them idolatry, God that was in there. And, um, was, it was the God, the God of Nashtar, Ishtar. The the goddess of the goddess Ishtar. Ishtar, love, and what is the other word? Say the sentence again. Oh wait a minute! I got to find it. The goddess Ishtar. The goddess of Ishtar. The goddess Ishtar. Yeah. Um, I didn't want them guys to get stuck in my head. The 
they 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 worship three goddesses uh, the Assyrians the Babylonians of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them for God has showed it to them for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being understood by the things that are made even the eternal power of God so that they are without excuse there will be no excuse if the Nivians had not honored God there will be no excuse for them I believe at the judgment the judgment seat and also while we in verses verses um, 18 to 20 okay. while we're there while we're there let's go to Romans chapter 8 verses 19 to 22 
19 to 22. Romans 8, 19 to 22. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Groaning. The king show his support for the fasting initiative not only by practicing participating in it but by intensifying its terms. The fast was originally limited to the children, to the citizens of Nivea, but livestock were also to be denied food and water to cover these animals in sackcloth and so everybody had put on the sackcloth the king said he humbled himself so that he sat in the ashes at the gate the king for all to see he wasn't too proud to sit there so that God he wanted God to change his mind about destroying that great city Nivea and God did God repented and God didn't destroy the, that great city in Nivea even though that the Assyrians and the Babylonians killed off a lot of the Jewish people because the Jews had turned their back on God and they didn't repent after God gave them warning after warning God warned them if you read Jeremiah Lamentations Ezekiel Isaiah God sent out a warning he sent his prophets to the priests the elders of the church to even the citizens of Israel the citizens of Judah the twelve tribes of Israel God sent his prophets and what did they do? A lot of them killed the prophets. The prophets of God. But you know what? They didn't destroy. I haven't read where they destroyed any of the prophets. 
of idolatry that worshiped the idolatry prophets. None of them was killed until Elijah killed them. When he, Elijah had his great day, he killed 400 of them. But after that, you don't see where any of them get is being killed off. But the, uh, the prophets of God, you see them throughout the Bible being killed for no apparent reason for speaking the truth. So, God gave you a message to speak or to teach. Don't run away from it. Run towards it and embrace it. Embrace it. For great is your reward. You'll get a great reward. And there are more prophets in the Bible. It just doesn't stop at Jonah. There's Micah, Nahum, Zechariah, Zechariah, Zephaniah, Zechariah, Haggai, Malachi. There are more to read on. And then you get in the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Acts. All of them doesn't have a name. God knows your name. It's not necessary that man know your name. But God, the important thing is that God knows your name. And he knows the assignment he gives you to do. And with that, I will end. May God bless each and every one of you. Take to heart what has been spoken. Excuse me. And let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you that thou has heard my prayer. Thank you, O Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' name, oh Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, hallelujah, thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray that everyone will have a blessed and holy day. Walk with the King today and be a blessing. Amen. I should have put a mark up on that. That was Prophetess King telling us after her prayer to walk with the King today and be a blessing. The message she spoke, the final message on the prophets was preaching to the enemies. This is the job of the prophet. They have to preach to all kinds of people. And today we learned that preaching to our enemies, we cannot let fear cause us to run the other way. Nor can we let our judgment get in the way. Peace and blessings to you all. The Holy Ghost be your covering. In Christ's agape, Apostle Rhetoric.